The following program is presented by the HTM Podcast Network. Good evening, everybody. This is Robin Nelson with another edition of Wrestle Podcast, and my guest today is Logan Creed. How's it going? I'm good, man. How are you? Pretty good. So, how is it uh, staying at home and um, getting a lot of attention from your son? Uh, man, you know it's it's a it's a blessing and a curse, I guess. Uh, you know, I don't. I'm really thankful for the for the time that I'm getting to spend with him uh, right now. Uh, especially with them just being a year old, you know, it's it's one of those things where I, you know, being on the road all the time, you, you miss a lot of things, and uh, so it's it's very it's nice, you know. I'm getting to spend time with him. He's definitely enjoying it. Um, so he could care less if it ever ends. Uh, I, on the other hand, have days where I'm ready to lose my mind and go, you know, just go and start crazy. Uh, but no, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, we're having fun. So since you haven't been in the ring, what kind of fun stuff have you been doing lately? You know, I'm actually still trying to get in the ring. Um, I, there's, thankfully, there's a place close by that uh, that I'm able to go to and kind of just work out. Really, you know, not really doing any any wrestling, but just working out in the ring and staying active in the ring. And uh, so I'm still able to, to get you know to get some time in, and and that's going to help, I think, in the long run of things. It's going to help you a lot because you won't have any ring rust uh, once finally this uh, virus is destroyed and wrestling goes back to its normal schedule. Exactly. All right, let's start all the way from the beginning. Um, what got you to fall in love with pro wrestling? Yeah, it, I think it was a childhood thing. Uh, my grandparents were really big into the NWA uh, when I was a child, and uh, the area that I'm originally from, you know, it was a very small town. And back in those days, you know, everybody, a few people had the big satellite dishes, you know, and, and they could, uh, you know, you had to search through different letters and numbers to get to different channels. And it, But he was the only person, my grandpa was the only person in the community that had one. And so it was kind of convergence on their house, you know, when the Starcade would happen and the entire community would come and watch it. And so I remember Thanksgiving being more than just family. You know, it was it was everybody. And that's what we were doing is, is watching wrestling. So, you know, it started then, and, you know, he would record these pay-per-views for me as a child, and I would just watch them over and over and over uh, again. So, yeah, the love started there. Uh, and then as I got older and got into sports, I continued watching it through high school. And uh, I think my junior year of high school is when we kind of started as a group of friends uh, playing with it in the backyard and we kind of made a makeshift ring and we were recording our stuff and, you know just just playing and being you know being kids but at the same time in my head I was like man this is so much fun <laughs> so uh, when I got to college I, I initially went to Georgia Southern University to play football I got there I was just kind of over football I, you know it, it wasn't really what my passion was so I transferred to uh, East Georgia College and at the time of transfer, they were starting a wrestling team. Uh, and the coach approached me, asked had I ever wrestled. I said, yes, I wrestled in high school. You know, I was fairly good, not nothing to brag about. Uh, he's like, well, I want you to wrestle for us. He's like, I need somebody. I need a heavyweight. And so that was kind of the deal. They offered, uh, it, was a, it was a partial scholarship. You know, they were just kind of starting to venture off into the sports part of, uh, of collegiate athletes. So they didn't, uh, they didn't, or collegiate sports, I'm sorry. So they 
any type of, of team at all. So this was the first shot at seeing how it would how it would take. And I, I know now the college has basketball and baseball and softball. So it's really cool that you know not only was that kind of the start of where of where my wrestling started, but you know it also helped the college itself develop an athletics program. That's pretty. Um, that, that's pretty awesome because a lot of colleges, you know, back then really didn't do that, you know, to pursue something like that. Yeah, no, it was just, it was, it was just, I mean, you know, you look at it now and I look back at it, it was literally just meant to be, you know, because through the wrestling, a professor at the college saw me and he was running an independent show and I believe he still runs one now in Statesboro, Georgia. Uh, but he was, he was into independent wrestling and he, promoted and booked his own independent show and he saw me so he was he said hey you know have you ever thought about doing professional wrestling and i was like and you know as long as i can remember he's like you should come try it you know come train and see what you think and uh and the rest is history you know it, it just it started from there and continued on and you were trained by sean hunter sean hunter uh and then you know as time progressed i always tell people sean was very young uh in the business when when i come in and they didn't really have a, a trainer per se. Um, so he just kind of took me and said, hey, you know, I'm going to teach you what I know and, and help you, you know, from here. And so it was, a, it was a developing process. You know, if I would leave one place and go to another indie show, you know, back then there wasn't, we didn't have social media. Yeah. So you were completely dependent upon word of mouth of people who were already on a show. Um, you could send tapes, uh, but... <laughs> you know, people don't even take the time to watch a YouTube link now. So just imagine how many people actually opened a VHS tape, put it in their VCR, and, and played it. It was very rare. Oh, it is. Unless, <laughs> unless they asked for it, you know, by name, it was probably a good chance that you were just wasting money making a VHS tape and mailing it off. Oh, that's pretty funny. I, I still have a VHS player to date, and it still runs. <laughs> yeah, well, I tell you what, I have my very, I think my very first match, I still have it, and it's on a VHS tape. So I've been around forever. So do you remember your first ever match? Vaguely, uh, I, I think I said this on another podcast, you know, it's, it's definitely nothing that, uh, that you'll ever miss if you do see it. <laughs> oh, that's pretty awesome. Um <laughs> You got a psychology degree as well. So has that um, helped you in the wrestling business, especially uh, the in-ring psychology part of it, to get the fans into your story? You know, I think absolutely. I mean, wrestling is psychology, but not only just in the ring, uh, but outside the ring. You know, a lot of people forget that, you know, this is a business world and in a business world. And we're also, we're salesmen, but we're selling ourselves. You know, we are the product. And if you've ever been into sales, you know, it's a very, it's a hard business, you know, because everybody's selling the same thing in some sense, except for this product has a different name and it's got this ability and this product has this name and it's got this ability. So you have to learn how to be a people person in order to really sell the product because without that, then you're just, you know, you're just another guy. So I think that's helped me a lot in understanding people and, and being able to relate to people and, and kind of, you know, have, get a, have a relationship with promoters, with bookers, with other talent, uh, and even the fans themselves, you know, how to, how to see and, and feel them just by looking at them or just by being around them. 
I totally agree with you as well. Um, now, tell me about your time with the Heathens. You guys were beasts. <laughs> <laughs> so this really fun how that started. I met my wife uh, five years ago, uh, and we were on the road, and uh, we were just having a conversation. And she was the one. She actually looked over, and she was just like, she's like, why don't we just call ourselves Heathens? And I was like. Because you know, I would jokingly say that we were heathens uh-huh. after a weekend after a weekend off of debauchery. <laughs> uh, I, I would I would just kind of laughingly say we're heathens. She's like, why don't we just use this? Like, why don't we just run with it? She's like, that's what you've always said. You know, you say it jokingly, but it's true. And I was like, okay. And so at the time, I was uh, we were wrestling over in Alabama for a promotion called GCW, and. Um, it just so happened that we were starting a group at the time, and, and that's kind of where we just—that's kind of where it started. And then slowly but surely, it became about me and her, and it's just continued on from there. Um, but no, it's, it's super cool, super simple. Um, you know, I think as I get new places, it catches on fairly quickly. Uh, I love to hear fans say it. I love to see—you know—it feels like they're a part of something, and they feel like they're a part of something. And then that's—that's that's what wrestling's all about. You know, it's, it's feeling like you're a part of something bigger than just yourself. Um, what, how did you meet your wife, and um, how was the chemistry with you and your uh, wife in the wrestling business? So we met uh, in a in an angle, actually. There was a, uh, a show we were doing here in middle Georgia, uh, and the she was involved in the storyline, and, and I was meant to come out and save her. And, uh, and so, yeah, that's how we met. Uh, we just had one of those nights where in the locker room, we were just talking about life in general and, you know, everything but wrestling. And it was just one of those conversations that when we left, I was at the time living in Florida and she was living here. And, uh, we started chatting uh, online and chatting through text. And then we'd see each other at shows, you know, the next week or, you know, a couple weeks after that. So that's just kind of how the relationship started and it evolved from there that's pretty good you guys had the um same taste in the love of professional wrestling where you guys can be together and go on the road together that had to have been great it, it is and you know a lot of people you know they there you know, i've heard so many stories about people's relationships that suffer because of professional wrestling because you know one or the other doesn't you know doesn't understand that time away from home and that it never ends. There's not a season, and there's never a break. You know, it, it's year round, and uh, but she understands that. So there's never an issue of uh, when I'm gone for days at a time. Of you know, when are you going to be home? Because she knows that she gets it, and she understands it because she has the same love and passion that I do. So it's complete understanding of you know, I know what you're doing, and I, and I want you to be there. That's what I want you to be because she knows without that. I wouldn't be me. Yeah, that's a good wife. Now, tell me about Oldison of Asgard. <laughs> so, I met Odinson, I guess, it was probably around five years ago, too, when I met Odinson. Five years ago is really a time in my wrestling career when everything was changing. Obviously, you know, I would, get mar- I would be getting married soon after that, but, you know, I was evolving as a as a wrestler because you have to think, you know, all the way back to 2005, I had really been insignificant in the world of wrestling up until five years ago. And so this was all like a huge 
huge changing time in my life, and I was meeting guys like Odinson, who, you know, you see what he's doing now with Paro and, and their tag team, and, you know, traveling to Japan and just, you know, really making a name for themselves. A lot of the people that I would be meeting right then in my life would be going on to do such great things. And so it's really cool to look back and see where we, where we were all at then and where we're all at now. And we may not be together anymore. We may not see each other as much, but we all see what one another are doing and how we're succeeding. That's pretty good. And um, you, did you also work with payroll as well? We, uh, I have never, I've never done anything. We, we've had a few matches, uh, you know, in FIP, but, uh, as far as tagging or anything, I've never tagged them. That would be interesting. You guys would be a great tag team, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it, I'll, I've often said if you put the three of us together, um, that would be a that would be a hell of a group. Shoot, I wouldn't want to mess with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, how did you come up with the name Logan Creed? Uh, so it's it's straight from comics. Uh, Logan is Wolverine, and then uh, Creed was Sabretooth's last name. And so I literally just put the two together, and I always I always thought it was cool. I was like, I'm gonna have a you know the good guy and the bad guy together, the heel in the face, like just just push them together and then that's what my name will be um well, let's talk about how you came to mlw which is a awesome promotion with uh, some great talent from all over uh what was that like for you to be part of mlw work at the locker room and what has your experience been so far with mlw uh so mlw i i literally it come out of it come out of left field uh and I had sent an email with my resume, uh, I guess, probably eight months prior to hearing from them. So it literally, I'd kind of written it off. You know, I, I hadn't thought about it. Uh, but I got a text message uh, one Saturday morning. I was, at an, I was at a gym working out. I had a show later that night. And I got a text message from George Carroll Jr. And, and he asked, he said, hey, are you, are you, would you be interested in, in talking with MLW about a possible contract? Uh, at the time, I thought it was a joke. I didn't know whose number had texted me. I thought somebody was just ribbing me. Uh-huh. So <laughs> I think I gave a half-assed response. And uh, I got another text. It was a little more detailed. And I was like, maybe this is legit. So we started chatting. And uh, you know, he said, are you, are you talking to anyone else? And I was like, currently no. And uh, he said, okay. He said, uh, you'll be getting an email shortly. And sure enough, probably 45 minutes later, I got an email from... Uh, Mr. St. Lawrence, and uh, and we went from there. So it, it's really one of those just out of the blue, had no idea it was coming. And um, but the experience so far has been nothing but positive. Uh, everyone there is is really working towards a singular purpose. I feel like um, you know it's just a bunch of a lot of hungry. Uh, guys in the locker room, the younger talent, the guys who are you know pushing for that next level, and then you've got a good mix of, of guys who've been around for a while who are really able to take and coach us on the things that maybe we don't know yet. Um, so it, it's a it's a great group. Uh, Core Bauer is, is completely and totally hands on with everything going on. Uh, he's he, he, you know easy to get in touch with. He wants to hear your ideas on things as well as his own. And so it's just, it really feels like it's a group that, you know, they're gonna, it's going to help me evolve, you know, who I am. And, I, and that's what I think I love the most, 
difficult. I'm not just standing there trying to figure it out for myself. I have people with really great minds around me, and they're also telling me how they see it and, and how it looks from the outside. Sometimes you need that perspective. Hey, that's a good perspective to have. Um, now, tell me about you being part of the dynasty. What was that like being with those guys? It was very short-lived. Um, <laughs> um, but no, so, you know, what, what more could you ask for to walk into a, a company and, and you know be told that uh, you're going to be with the, with the top guys? I mean, that's, you know, like, uh, so that was, I thought that was a really, really great foot in the door. And then, you know, they saw something in me that said, I think this guy can do this all. And, uh, and that was a huge, you know, a huge motivation to me and to, to, you know, hear them say that, all right, you know, we don't, I want to see him be this. I want to see him do this on his own. So, you know, it moved, it all moved really fast. Uh, but that's the way the world works. You know, it, 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 you're pushing for the, you're, when you're pushing to be at the top and things, things, change quickly so i'm super excited to see what the next step is unfortunately we're you know we're in a situation right now where you know we're not able to to do live shows um so hopefully hopefully this will all get over soon and we can get back to work that would be great who knows maybe in the future for the first time over mlw maybe you'll get in a ring with uh brian pillman jr yeah i'm looking forward to working with him uh with anybody on that roster you know, top to bottom. It's, it's, I mean, it's such a unique clash of styles. Uh, and if you if you enjoy that, you know, you can literally watch one of those shows and you're not going to see the same style twice. You know, it's, everybody's just got, is unique. And I love that. And I love that, you know, the ability is there to be able to work with guys like Brian Pillman and Junior and, you know, and Hammerstone and Holiday. And then you've got, you know, King Mo, who is, you know, legit UFC badass fighter, you know, and so it's just a, such a great combination of people and, and opportunity to grow as a performer and as a wrestler when I'm getting, you know, when that time comes, I get to work with these different people. So, so far, what has been the greatest experience out of your whole wrestling career? I know you probably have thousands of them. What's one that just sticks with you today and you can just, just think about it once in a while? You know, I always, I always say the when I met Austin Theory, uh, and we started kind of hanging out, becoming friends, and we got to have a match. Which you know, that was that was the at the time when I had sent the email right after that match. I sent the email to MLW, and I sent it to a lot of places because I sent that match because I wanted that match because mm-hmm. he and I had been friends for about a year. We had trained together. Uh, I knew I knew where he was going. I knew where he was headed. And, you know, that match meant more to me than I think any match that I've had so far just because he he wanted it to be everything for me as well, if that makes sense. You know, he, he wanted it to be uh, special, and I wanted it to be special because, we knew, you know, I knew, what, I knew the ability it had to be seen by people, the people were watching him, and so therefore that would give me the opportunity to be seen as well. And it did. It did exactly that. It did exactly what we wanted it to, uh, which was, you know, put some eyes on me that maybe had never seen me. So what was most of um, your interesting, uh, greatest, uh, you know, fan interactions when you were in the ring? Uh, 
can remember some some pretty sticky situations in the early days. You know, because you know, people try. Fans used to be wild, man. Like, oh heck yeah! Early two thousands and, and on into two thousand seven and eight. Like it, some of these shows, people would get a little chaotic. Um, I will tell you one of the scariest situations I ever found myself in with, okay. with, a, with a group of fans. Uh, we were at a show in Hazelhurst, Georgia, and um, the match, I wasn't even a part of the match, but the match was going to end with, with a guy being put in a body bag and set on fire. Uh-huh. Uh, unfortunately, the, the stunt was not, you know, it was not rehearsed. Uh, it was just done on the fly. So the wrong water fluid was, was used. Uh, nobody had a fire extinguisher ready. Uh, and so it went really, really bad. Um, thankfully, the guy wasn't seriously injured. He did have some burns, but the crowd really just got upset because the guys that were doing it were the heels, and they were doing it to the hometown babyface tag team, and it got, it, it was basically riot status, and we were having to fight our way out of this arena uh, to go to get to get him help, but also just get out. Um, and so I, was, I probably would say that was probably the scariest situation I've ever been in at a, at a wrestling show. Um, but thankfully, like I said, nobody, nobody was seriously hurt. Um, the show suffered tremendously from that from that event. Uh, I don't think it ever really bounced back. And it, it was a, at the time it was a really good show. You know, it was drawing well, and people were, would come out and support it. But after that, it just it just really fell off. And when you're not wrestling, um, you're also a big comic book fan too. So I'm going to ask you one question first: uh, DC or DC or Marvel? Uh, Marvel. Marvel fan. Hey, I'm a I'm a DC guy. <laughs> listen, listen I, I love them both. I mean, I can't you know trying to choose between one of the two. Uh, that's that's a hard. That's. That's tough because there's there's characters on both sides of the equation that I'm I'm a hardcore fan for, but uh, yeah, if I had to pick, especially with the movies, man, DC let us down. You gotta admit that. Yeah, but DC has the great TV shows and the animated series, though. That is that is true. I'll give you that. <laughs> <laughs> so when when did you fall in love with comics, and what was the very first comic you saw and picked up? Going, man, I gotta pick this up and read this. So my uh, my uncle, who was almost like an older brother, uh, he was only uh, four years older than me. Um, he was it was such a cool you know so cool growing up because I had him who was he was a, a he's a magnificent artist and he was really big into the comic books and video games and you know that part that that stuff and so then I was raised by my father who was more into sports. And you know athletics, and so I had such a great mixture of both of these things. You know, like I wanted to, I wanted to go work out, and then as soon as I got home, I wanted to read a comic book. <laughs> so um, that's that's what really got me started in it was was him. And I pro- I don't remember what the first comic I would have seen was. It would have been one that he had, no doubt. Um, but no, that's where the that's where the love came from. And I remember we would sit together and you know we would he would draw these amazing characters and he was always creating characters and so he got me into drawing and so I would draw characters and then we would determine who which character could be the other so it was just it was a lot of fun 
you know, it was really expanding my imagination uh, from a young age. And, I'll, you know, that's, that's part of what we do in wrestling. So it, I really feel like that was such a benefit to me, was being with him and him helping expand, you know, expand my imagination into, you know, anything's possible. And that's what comics, and that's why we love comics. It's because they, they give us, you know, this this view of the world is what if we were superhuman? And in, in a way, that's what we are as wrestlers. Yeah, we're superheroes. Yeah, I totally agree because I grew up, you know, watching wrestling in the 80s when it was good in comics. So I was always watching wrestling in comics and it's cool because they can mix together. It's just like watching your favorite, you know, wrestlers just popping out out of a comic book like Batman or Superman, which made it even more fun. Absolutely. And that's, you know, the, the, uh, my, uh, my gear that I wear in wrestling, uh, he actually drew it. Really? My, my uncle, yep. And what we did, what I told him was, I said, I want you to, you know, I want you to think about, I want you to think about a, a character. I want you to think about a superhero. I was like, and if I was somebody that you were going to draw as a superhero, supervillain, whichever it may be, you know, put me in, put me in my outfit. And that's what he did. So that's where it come from. And it was designed by him. And then we had a gear maker make it. That's pretty awesome. So, has your uncle um, ever seen you in some live wrestling matches? Yes, he's been to a few, uh, and he watches you know anything that he can get his hands on online. He watches it, and uh, you know he's always the one that like when I do something that would be considered like a superhero or from a comic, he's, he he always points out that moment, whether it be a whether it be a camera shot or you know he sees those still shots in his mind. He's like, bro, that was just like a comic. So I love to see that perspective of it because I know that that's I'm creating moments for him, which means I'm creating moments for anybody out there who who hears wrestling like that. Has your uncle ever thought about uh, writing a comic book about Logan Creed? Yeah, we've talked. We have talked about it. Uh, the problem is just get him to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I have to I have to motivate him pretty hard to to, to do things sometimes. So. But, I, you know, I think he would definitely do it. It's just a matter of timing, and, and obviously he wants to get paid. So, um, but, no, he, you know, I know he would do it, and I think he would definitely do it when the time comes. And speaking of your family as well, how supportive were they, you know, when you got into into pro wrestling? <laughs> no, I, I don't want to say not at all, but, you know, I think they kind of wrote it off as just a phase honestly for a long time and then after it didn't go away um came some negativity you know they they felt like i was wasting my time that i was wasting um and you know after years my dad really kind of come around and i think when he saw that i was really really taking it serious and you know that i was changing physically and i was you know mentally i was changing he i think he come around he's like you know maybe Maybe. Maybe what? Okay. Um, I lost you there a little bit. Maybe he came about what now about your father? Uh, you know, it, you know, it, he kind of went from being discouraged to, or, you know, not thinking it was super serious, mm-hmm. and and then finally he was like, okay, you know, maybe maybe this is something he really can't do. And then I think for a while he was concerned that I was going to be let down. And so that worried him about how I was going to take that if I didn't succeed. 
Um, but, you know, when that stuff with MLW came up, I completely saw a difference. And not only them and not only my family, but how everybody that knew me looked at the wrestling. You know, because all of a sudden, they were like, oh, wow, like, you, you did it. You know what I mean? You really did what you said you were going to do. And, you know, the beauty of that is that this is just the next step. It's not the end of it to me. But for, for some of them, they're like, oh, wow, you know, you actually became a wrestler. And I'm like, no, I've always been a wrestler. You just didn't understand. So do you ever see yourself in AEW in the future? Yeah, I'm going to leave that door wide open to say I want to go to that next step 100%. Um, I, you know, I have a family to think about. Mm-hmm. And for the family, I'm concerned about, you know, taking care of them. Um, what I, you know, I love professional wrestling and I want to do it anywhere and everywhere I can. Uh, and so wherever that may be, when the next step comes, I'm going to do just like I do with any other promotion that I work for. I'm going to put 100% into making it succeed and to help them be successful while making myself successful. Hey, that's a good attitude to have. So um, if you can change anything about pro wrestling and how fans perceive it, what would you change and why? I don't think I would change a thing. I, I, you know, I, I hate the arguments in wrestling about, you know, old school, new school, what should be done, what should be done. You know, at the end of the day, wrestling is a, is a performance art. And, you know, if you don't think it is, then I, you know, I don't understand. I, it baffles me for you to try to argue that point because that's exactly what it is. And art is, was made for everyone and it's made by people. And you may not like every piece of art out there. If you walk into an art museum, you're not gonna like every piece you see. Somebody does. And whoever made it, they had a reason for doing it. And so it, it doesn't matter you know, what my opinion or other people's opinion are of certain types of wrestling. It's, it's out there, and it's for the consumer to view and either like or dislike. You know, so there's no way for me to say what's wrong or right. That's a good answer. So when your son gets a little bit older, um, are you going to let him uh, uh, watch his dad in the ring? Oh, he already does. If, if Literally, if I'm on the TV, he stops what he's doing, and he sits and watches it. And actually, at the end of it, <laughs> if, if I don't turn it back on where I'm on there, he uh, he gets upset. So <laughs> he already realizes when I'm on the TV. That's pretty cool. I love that video you posted on your social media where you were playing with your son, and you were acting like you were giving him uh, his first bumps. I really believe I was talking to uh, my wife and I said I really think it's a red there. you know I think it's in the in your DNA because he, he loves it you can see and he uh, that he loves it uh, if it's on TV he's watching it and you know he's been to shows and it, if he's at a show we've had people that you know were maybe keeping you know holding them during the matches or whatever and they're like he can be dead to the world asleep and when you come out or he hears your voice he's up that's pretty cool. Um, also, if he decided when he got a little bit older, you know, like many, many years, and he came up to you and said, Dad, I want to wrestle, would you let him? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I've never, I, I'm told, I tell my kids, uh, I have two older boys as well, eight and seven. Uh-huh. You know, I, I want them to do whatever they want to do. And, I, you know, I feel like that them watching me chase my dreams. 
and work so hard for it. You know, because they see everything that the world doesn't see behind the scenes. You know, they see the struggles. They see what it takes to do this, to, to chase your dream. And I'll always, you know, it's always important for me to tell them, you know, if you, if you decide you want to do something, whatever that may be, whatever, you know, if it's wrestling, if it's not, whatever it is that you find a passion for that you want to do, you've got to go for it. And don't let anything stop that. You can't let anything stop, you know, what it is you want to do. You know, you've got to, to be successful, you got to be, you got to, you got to want to succeed to breathe, you know? It's got to be the same kind of mindset. You know, as bad as you want to breathe, that's how bad you want to succeed. And, and that's what I try to instill in them because that's the only way to achieve whatever dreams you have. I like that. Um, also, uh, you travel on the road a lot. Do you have like an interesting, funny road story? Ooh, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of one that would be appropriate. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> it might be the only thing I can say. It's like, I don't know if there's one that's appropriate. Okay, well, never mind on that then. <laughs> <laughs> there are many, many uh, out there, and you know, maybe that's something that I could say we'll save for uh, a book one day if I, if I do... Uh, end this thing on a good note. <laughs> hey, that's all right. Um, I've heard of uh, a lot of stories from a lot of professional wrestlers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I can tell you some that I can't say on here, too, and you'd be like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's like so many of them. So um, where do you see Logan Creed um, in 2020 once this virus is destroyed and everybody gets back to normal and cured where do you go from here uh yeah really even going into this you know the focus was you know now that i'm with mlw is really soaking in as much information as i can every single time and and learning and growing and really getting out you know i want to start traveling across the united states you know kind of i've kind of been in the southeast and, and i've done a little bit outside of the southeast but you know it's kind of been stuck here and uh, even before this started, I had already making moves on, you know, not taking as many bookings down here so I could afford myself the opportunity to take take bookings elsewhere. So I had started sending out some emails and, and matches and resume to companies. And, you know, obviously, MLW does nothing to help that. Um, you, you reach out to companies for booking opportunity. So it's just, you know, unfortunately, we are where we are right now. And, you know, that's really set not just me, but everybody. Like, you know, everybody's suffering from us. Um, so it's, there's nothing we can do, but you know, focus on the now, focus on the things we can control, um, and, and just wait for it to be over and then go back to work. I totally agree. And I, I would love to see you come uh, wrestle over in the Midwest. What do you think about that? Yeah, I heard you. I just heard like this, like wind breathing on the phone, but I, I, I could still hear you. Um, the question I was going to ask you, since you know it's a static key from both of our ends, I guess the phone or the weather, but um, I would love to see you wrestle over in the Midwest. Yeah, that, and that's what you know. I'm trying to get information on, on places that out there that you know not only would be worth my time going, but would be worth their time bringing me in. You know, that's important to think about, too. We don't always think about as wrestlers, like, you know, oh, I want to go to this show. Well, what does, 
what do you have that they need? You know, so that's I want, I'm trying to find and, and position myself to, to get to some places that could actually use me and that I would be useful to them. That's good. I could name you uh, two promotions in my neck of the woods over here in the Midwest that would uh, love to have you. I can send you the information after we're done with this podcast. I would absolutely love that. Hey, I always like to help out. Um, um, I like to support independent wrestling, and I like to support the indie wrestlers and do much as I can to get their names out there as well. I, I appreciate that a lot. Oh, anytime. So where can everybody find you on social media? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook, at the Logan Creed uh, is the tag for each for all of them. Um, yeah, please go give me a follow. Uh, I try to post as much content as possible. Right now, it's just going to be a bunch of my stuff, bunch of bunch of pictures of my kid, or either me slamming him. So, uh, but that's about all there is to do right now. So, and also follow you at MLW too. Yes, follow me at MLW. Uh, also at Southern Honor Wrestling uh, is a IWTV. Uh, if you guys watch IWTV, Independent Wrestling TV, that's a very good outlet for independent wrestling some of the best independent wrestling in the Southeast you can find on that as well as across the United States. Um, PWX is on IWTV as well out of North Carolina. Uh, So yeah, definitely check those out. Great shows, great, great independent wrestling is going on all across the world, man. So, you know, there's, there's so much content out there and right now there's no better time than when we're all sitting at home to check it out and find some new, find some new people to love, you know, find some new guys to, to check out and fall in love with because this is the next the next generation is happening right now. I totally agree. And Logan, thank you so much uh, to come out of your time to come on here and uh, share your story with us and my audience. Oh no, man! Thank you. It was a pleasure. All right, and everybody else, uh, thank you for listening to Wrestle Podcast. Everybody have a great weekend. Bye.